everybody. Happy new week. I hope you're doing amazing. I'm super, super excited to be joined here with someone who's still having his Sunday afternoon um, over in Los Angeles. Um, Art, who has joined me and I've got his book in my hand right now. Get out of your head. It's a mess in there. Congratulations, Art. This was recently published, literally weeks ago, yeah? Amazon yes. number one best-selling author as well, you guys, yeah? So yes. thank you for joining me on a Sunday afternoon for you, right? Yeah. Excellent. So let me give you guys a little bit of a um, in description or introduction of who Art is, and then we'll get stuck into the juicy bits um, that he's written in this book, why he's written it and what he hopes to do with it, um, and how he, he found this process. So, so please correct me if I'm wrong, if I don't say your surname right, Art Delhen? Delhen? That's that's uh, yeah. That's only about fifty percent off. It's oh, deal hen. Deal hen. Dealing <laughs> the cards and the hen that lays eggs. Right. <laughs> All right. CPCC is a certified career coach living in Los Angeles. After graduating with distinction from the University of Wisconsin with a degree in communications, Art headed west to pursue his TV career, settling in Hollywood, where he directed over fifteen pilots and three hundred prime time episodes, including. Punky Brewster, head of the class, Silver Spoon, Webster, and Sister Sister. His experience navigating the entertainment industry and two years of study at the Coaches Training Institute prepared Art to transition to his next career as a certified career coach, establishing in the Los Angeles coaching in 2000. So all the way back, 22 years ago, guys, he's been a coach. Flash forward to June 2020, he says that was fast. The <laughs> pandemic is raging and Art decides to double down on his own sanity and serenity tools by writing about the aphorisms and slogans he's collected over the years, which is what's in here. And voila, <laughs> get out of your head. It's a mess in there, came to be. Offering 101 simple aphorisms for better thinking and living. All right, Art. Well, I told you this week or the last 10 days since I got your book in my hand, I have been reading. I reckon about 10 a day. And I mean, you can almost create a, like a little, you know, mindset program for yourself, can't you? You can, absolutely. And actually, Rick Carson, who wrote a book called Taming Your Gremlin, did the foreword um, for my book. Yes. Uh, I was honored to have him do it. And, and his advice was to, to read one a day. You know, to get up and read one a day and sort of live with that aphorism for the day and sort of explore it and bring it into your life. And um, I don't know, I've had uh, actually a, a writer friend of mine who has written many novels um, is doing it just that way. And she she texts me every few days and lets me know the ones that really struck her. And uh, yeah. it, it's a it's a great way to do it. It's a bath. It's a it's a bathroom book. Sort yeah. Of, and, uh, yeah, but it's a little bit more than that because what's awesome about it, guys, um, within here you can see there's every um aphorism has a little illustration. And how funky are these ones? They're not like flashy, they're really cool um little illustrations that have been done that illustrate what and the aphorism is actually explained, you know, for a little bit of a I guess, you know, what made sense to you, I guess, in terms of what you saw within it. Is that right? It's yeah, it's Actually, I, I say in the book that every aphorism in the book is a lesson I've learned during my life. Oh. They're all my favorite aphorisms. And I, I, a number of years ago, I got interested in, in 
aphorisms. And a lot of people say, well, what are aphorisms? And it's like a slogan or uh, just a short saying like um, Dolly Parton's got one. Um, Get off the cross, we need the wood, for instance. Or uh, let's see, uh, don't think less of your think, uh, don't think less of yourself, just think of yourself less by Ken Blanchard. Um, what you resist persists, it just gets louder and more dis uh, distorted. And each I, I started collecting these aphorisms. And then when the pandemic hit, I thought, wow, I'd like to write a book using these, but I, I wanted to have a fun book. I wanted it to be deep and funny at the same time. Yeah. So, so I had coffee with my friend Clemmy yes. Lebusque, who is a, a, an Australian. Yeah. And uh, I said, you want to draw, you know, cartoons for my book? And she said, sure. And I, she said, how many? And what's the deadline? And I said, only 101. And, yeah. <laughs> and she said, sure. So, yeah. uh, we were able to put that together. And then I, I sort of wrote about each aphorism uh, in terms of my experience with it and yeah. my understanding of it. And some were actually biographical in nature. But um, and then at the end, I, I asked a question um, about each aphorism to, as some something to stimulate thought. And I think that's a great question um, at the end of them to to then get the person to maybe journal if they're doing it day by day by day. I'm actually on another book that I'm doing 111 spiritual practices. So that one yeah. I'm doing day by day by day. And I go, oh, like with this one, I just wanted to, I think I wanted to get through it first. And then maybe once I finish the other day by day, I can go, hey, here's another hundred. And, you know, um, how many was it? 101. 101. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. It's being used actually in some groups and other applications where where people are actually using it. And then uh, some people in recovery, some people in uh, in other other areas are using it for groups. And then using the coaching question at the end as a, as an exercise. Yeah, yeah, such a great idea. It's not like guys. It's not like a quote book. It is quite different, you know. So it does, it goes deeper, way deeper than that. And I can attest to that. So this is what, like, what was the reason that you wanted to write it? I mean, was it to stay sane during the pandemic? Uh, it was because I've always been interested in how thinking yes. has manipulated me. Mm. And, um, when I got out of the TV business, I, I was studying to be a therapist. And then I heard about coaching. I transitioned into coaching. And um, all these aphorisms that I was saving and collecting sort of were about our own psychology and our own thinking, my own thinking. And, and the reason I wrote it is because I just wanted to, I wanted to get all that stuff out of my head. <laughs> because it was a mess in there yeah. yeah 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 i love it by the way you're getting a lot of love and love hearts and um uh comments here on the live that i can see on my phone uh because oh I'm, lovely uh, yeah people are saying wow go out go heart expressions um <laughs> you will have not if you do not i think that's another aphorism and <laughs> we, we also say them don't we like um i've been saying for 10 years um the one about writing your first book is not about the book it's about the person you become at the other end of it 
So every single one of us, it doesn't have to be a famous person. Someone said it once and then like it's this whole thing. And my authors often quote me, oh, I remember when you said that. And, that, 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 that. and it just becomes a thing. So I encourage yeah. everyone listening, you know, I mean, you might have your own things that you've been saying to your own clients. Absolutely. And a lot of those are in here. I mean, yeah. one of my favorites is uh, act now, procrastinate later. I love that one. Yes. I right. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, I learned uh, a similar um, version of that very uh, at the start of my journey 12 years ago. Um, uh -huh. Act before you feel. Act before you feel. You feel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, and um, what's lovely about them and is that they're sticky. Mm -hmm. You know, they stick to us. And, and it's like these, um, these great... Uh, truths that have been handed down through history that have been honed and reduced and sharpened and and they're sticky because they're short and they're witty and they're true true yes right and we all you know whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger mm. right well i've had a lot of stuff in my life that tried to kill me uh you know we yeah. all have it right. in one whether whether it's re in actuality or uh, psychologically or whatever. And it's, uh, they just, these stick with you. They do, Sierra says they become tools. And that's absolutely right, Sierra. Often when I'm training or coaching um, or delivering seminars, I'll drop them every now and again, because I go, write this down, you know? And, you know, and people go, um, you know, clarity comes from action. That's something I've been saying also. A yes. lot of people, a lot of people are like feel like they're in a fog. And I said, Yeah, just start taking action. You'll get right. clearer as you take more action. And and so they they so and I've realized being on this journey, like you know, when you read them and hear them from other people, like you kind of go, Oh, that's nice, you know, like <laughs> but actually when you start to live it, like you know that saying your network is your net worth. I had no idea what that actually meant. Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, but once you you have built and you're on the other side of Having lived that, you go, oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> right. When you do, when you drill down into it and really drill into it, you okay. you see the truth of it. What is and it's the, like, what was the one about action you just mentioned? Action clarity, leads to clarity comes from action. Right. Mm. And the truth is, action generally does not come from clarity. Mm. Action comes from the desire to just act, mm. and then the clarity. You know, it's they're so wonderful. Yeah. because they just really sort of hit you head on and go oh okay yeah and sierra who's just watching us live right now she i know for her she i think sticks them all around her wall in her office in her bedroom yeah. i like to keep reminding her you know of, of all of those things so what's another couple of favorites share you want to, do you want to share a couple of other ones that you kind of um, um well act now procrastinate later is one of my favorites um um uh let's see um i love this one or i'll share one um, yeah. your best teacher is your last mistake yeah. by ralph nader um you know i love that because we do not i reckon as human beings very rarely do we learn from a reward or a something oh everything's beautiful <laughs> you know <laughs> just growing no it's you know it's, it's your last mistake that you've got to, got to fix and then you do better absolutely one of, one of my favorites is ex acceptance doesn't require my approval yeah 
Yeah. Right? What does that mean uh, to you, for example, when you hear that? Well, uh, I used to walk around with regrets or anger or uh, resentments, and people would say, well, you got to forgive them. You know, you just got to get over it. And, um, and it was hard to do that. And then I realized, wait a second, um, I, I can, I can, I can not approve of what happened yeah. and still accept that it did happen and move on from it mm. or forgiveness, you know, acceptance doesn't require my approval. Forgiveness doesn't require my approval either. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can forgive. That doesn't mean I approved of it. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Be, because if we can't move forward, well, you know, what option is there really? What, what other option? Okay, we're going to sit in the mud for the rest of our lives. I don't think so. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, we're, we're disempowering ourselves and giving our power to something else that's, that's not worthy of our power, actually. Yeah. Um, my loved ones know how to push my buttons. They installed them. Yeah, that's right? that imprinting, right? Like, <laughs> and, and I remember you saying how, you know, you said, and I love the picture, yeah, too. the little baby on the table, <laughs> <laughs> sort of looking at them sideways, like, hello, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that, that is so true. Because I mean, I kind of also can see what I'm instilling in my children and having oh. gone through the 12 years, I started this journey when my firstborn was only 18 months old. So when I learned a lot, I mean, I had already done a psychology degree, then on to coaching and all about this imprinting. I was almost like freaking out. How do, how, how do I am as a parent? What am I putting, instilling in this child that's good, but they're not so good because I can't be a perfect human being. Right. You know? um, and um, yeah, it feels a lot of responsibility when you have awareness. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And when you don't have awareness, then pain untransformed is transmitted mm. in in ways uh, that we don't understand. And then we see it reflected back at us. And the awareness gives us the, the ability to at least try to break that cycle. That's right. Yeah, it is about breaking cycles. The more we evolve as human beings, you know, from generation to generation to generation, hopefully we know to do better. And we yep. learn better, so therefore, yeah. Um, you've had quite a few other comments here. Let me see. I'll, I'll read a couple of things. Another uh, one I love is catastrophic disasterbation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right? Yeah. It's that worry, 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 the sky's falling, you know. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff we worry about, most of which never comes true, but we've spent all that time with all that worry and it's all stacked up in that Amazon warehouse and it's not worth a plug nickel. And it's like, how do you get past all that stuff? Mm, yeah, that anxiety about the future, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I always say, I'm not gonna worry until there's something to worry about. Right, right, right. Yeah, and not, even then it might not be worth worrying about. No, and uh, they say, I don't know where I've written what book or throughout the years, but you know, 98% of the time, there's nothing like the things we worry about, you never eventuate. It is only like such a tiny percentage of things that may happen that we can't do anything about. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Um, I also heard about someone saying, have a worry book. 
it's almost like a journal but if yeah, you yeah, worry yeah. a lot just kind of journal journal and <laughs> that's the only five minutes of the day you're allowed to worry and then put away the worry book and just get on with your day <laughs> here's one by dale carnegie today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday yeah yeah right yeah it Exactly. My favorite one in the book, my actual favorite aphorism is the best I will ever be is human. I love that one. I remember reading that. Yeah. I mean, that get, that's so, it gives us a broad road. You know, we all make mistakes. We all have problems. We all screw up. We all, you know, hmm. it just, it gives me a lot of freedom to remember that aphorism. That's and to, to forgive myself, you know, when I'm not at my best. Mm. And so there are a lot of days. You, Go ahead. Yeah. Let me ask you when you're struggling, like, you know, these are great to obviously even memorize some of them that are favorites because yeah. I often in times when we're feeling crappy, we don't want to look at the positive stuff and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So what is your strategy to pull on some of this stuff that you've put in the book? when things are not going as well like you know when you're like you know in, in yeah. a down kind of state well it's something that comes from the world of recovery and it's called contrary action mm -hmm. and Can the notion is what yeah I, yeah sure it's it's when you do that inventory of yourself you you wake up in the morning and you feel like crap and you say, okay, this is going to be a bad day. I feel horrible. My internal negative voice is saying all these mean things about me, you know, doing push-ups in the corner. And I just feel like, yeah, this is, this is going to be a bad day. I, I acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And then say, okay, I have to do the opposite of that. I'm just going to get into action and do the opposite. So I get up and I make my bed. Yeah. And I make coffee. And I, you know, go to my daily planner and figure out what's next. And I might meditate or or pray or, you know, any take a walk or um, do anything to get back into action again. Instead of in, I want to interrupt my thinking because all of that bad stuff is all about what's going on between my ears. And it really has no, in general, has no relationship to the truth. It's just a random electron, electronic charges downloading a virus into my system saying, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And if you don't interrupt that thinking, if you buy into that thinking, or you engage with that thinking, or you try to fight with that thinking, or you try to argue with that thinking, you've already lost. Yeah. So the idea is interrupt it, contrary action, and and start doing something, anything yeah. to write your day. So it's like, how do you recover a bad day? That's how you that's how I do it. So contrary action of what we said earlier, act before you feel. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because if I feel before I act, then the feeling is this yeah. is going to be a bad day. And then I'm circling the drain, right? And I could uh get sucked under and then, then to the gym right like just get up first thing in the morning get, get up, up and go off. get get up and go yeah yeah absolutely um, and um it took me a long time to learn that mm. 
I, I used to do it out of anger, out of, you know, I would just sheer bullheadedness and I'm just going to fight it, fight it, fight it. And I did that for many years and that's actually pretty exhausting. Yeah. Now it's like, I have nothing to defend. Mm. I don't defend anything. It's like bad thoughts come at me. It's sort of like, hello, goodbye, you know? Yeah. I don't have to defend it, argue with it, fight with it, any of it. I just know that it's not real. It's just mm -hmm. part of my psyche yes. that for whatever reason, pops up. yeah, mm, and it. let it go. So talk to me a little bit now about the process of writing your book. You and yeah. I connected probably about a year ago, but we didn't get started till, you know, I followed you up a few times before, you know, the illustrations were not finished. No. Well, I think we actually talked a couple of years ago, didn't we? Was it the first time a year ago? Maybe it's a year and a half because year I didn't. Half. Not yeah. two years. That definitely hasn't been two years, but definitely yeah. connected. And I think four to six months. Right. I kept asking you, how are you going? <laughs> Where are the illustrations at? And, you know, stayed on top of that. And then one day you said, I think I'm pretty much ready, ready to go. Got to meet Clemmy, the illustrator, one, one of the yeah. calls. Right. Um, it was wonderful. So tell me a little bit about that process, the process yeah. of it all. Yeah, so, you know, I sent you the book and, um, oops, and um, you went to work and it was like, um, I had a thousand questions. <laughs> yes. Uh, to which I had no answers, but you guys did. Um, and basically you just talked me off the ledge a lot, you know, when I was freaking out or having a hard time or, you know, I remember going to to one session, one of the coaching sessions, and going, "I hate my book. I hate it." You know, and Viv just went, "Yeah, it happens all the time. It happens to everybody." And all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh, okay, that's a natural part of the process." Yep, absolutely. So all those things that I didn't know were natural parts of the process were like, "Oh, that's part of the process." You know, I could move on. Yeah. It was great. And, uh, you know, we did an edit and then I had um, a couple more edits done and I got some notes from other people and I rewrote some of it. Um, I found the editing process to be really, really helpful and interesting. Mm -hmm. And I really honed the book and got it, got the, the beginning much clearer uh, about what I wanted to do. And, um, and you guys just were with me all the way along and you know we process stuff and talk about it and um i never thought i would have the book in my hands yeah i'm and i still can't quite believe that you know i've i've got it here in in my you know yeah, it's it's really there and it's a lot thicker than i thought it was going to be I know. I know imagining it like the way when we started it's like a good substantial book guys like like it's got, it, you're not going to read it in one sitting. Um, that's why I've been saying I've been reading 10 or so pages, you know, a day, yeah. a day, you know, next to my bed as I wake up, I'll read or just before bed. Um, so it's not just, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of value in there. And, you know, maybe bookmarking some of the ones that you really want to come back to because it's good for us to even memorize like our top 10 you know, kind of thing, because when we, uh, that's what I've done. Uh, I asked you about your strategy, but my strategy when I'm feeling crap is to pull back on some key questions like, you know, how can I use this? 
what's funny about this? What will I think about this in five to 10 years time? And I've <laughs> memorized it. Yeah, well, I've memorized certain things. So when I'm feeling crappy, I know my brain goes to those because I'm not going to go and read something. I'm not going to pull something. I need to like have it stored here. So that yeah. my little voice in my head asks me these certain things or, you know, as you say, like with the procrastination, you know, you know, if I don't feel like getting up for my exercise, <laughs> always have to get up, you'll feel better at the end of your seven minute workout because I, I do this thing at, at home when I'm not going to the gym. Right. <laughs> and all that. So yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. And um, you are such a great client and also to work with because you did show up to your weekly publishing accelerator course and you did ask the questions and you know I know from the team everyone's just like oh we love talking to art like you know like they really enjoyed you know you know even though you had a lot of questions they really enjoyed um you know working with you answering those it was like a real pleasure well it was really uh coactive process which I think is what's so great about it is that I learned a huge amount yeah. Uh, you know, you guys brought your skill set and your personalities, and I brought the book and my personality and 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 the sharing of of all the skill sets that you guys offer. Just it's just a really nice blend, and I always felt like you had my back. Mm -hmm. And even when I was really stuck, mm -hmm. it was so great because I would text and Julie or Viv or you would just say, you know don't worry about that we'll worry about that next week you know yeah, yeah. you know deal with, worry about today's work today and tomorrow's work tomorrow you know it's like yeah. because that's what people try authors first time authors try to think too far ahead yeah um, and really this journey it is a detailed journey yes so what we need to like go through it like pick up the next breadcrumb and just yes. do that and then pick up the next one and all that sort of stuff. And so far, I mean, it's immaculate. I mean, I've got 20 pages to go. I have not found anything. Of course, if I find anything, I would let you know. But it, <laughs> I always kind of go, well, if I'm going to read it, of course, at the same time, I'm proofing it, right? <laughs> right, right. So, no, it's it's so far, you know. Pretty immaculate. Done. Yeah, immaculate. That's great. So I love that. Congratulations. So what are you doing now? So I'll, I'll share with the guys where they can check out a little bit about your coaching um, yeah. where they can get the book but what do you what are your intentions for the next sort of five or so years of uh well if i i don't i never think that far ahead no, first fine. of all um, today. I, yeah today I, i'm an in the moment person i've changed i used to be 10 yeah. years ahead you know yeah. but now yeah. i'm an in the moment what i'm doing now is i'm writing my second book yeah um so i'm i'm well into that and um you know, your advice about, you know, how do we market our book and what is marketing your book actually do for you? And are you going to make any money with the book? Is that I, I had two new, I onboarded two new clients last week. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm aware that this book may, I may not make money from this book, but I, I am aware that this book is going to lead to more clients. Oh, without a doubt. When, and with my coaching watching this interview right now you've inspired them i mean you wouldn't believe how many comments i haven't had time to read them all but there's like comments of people what they've said and how you're inspiring them and all that kind of stuff and you know then this gets shared into so many different places and people check you out and that's the thing that's i always wanted to impart to others it's not about the book it's what people see you as then and then they yes. check out your website and they kind of contact you you know 
and they really like um you know kind of connect with you and in one client you've paid off the effort to do the book exactly right, right. Yeah. it's like leveraging your visibility is what's really happening and it's uh i love that it, it's it's terrific yeah. and i got to write a book i wanted to write i didn't write this to make money that was not my intention yeah. I wrote this as a as a passion project um, that was really close to my heart. It was something that I had to write. Yeah. And I, I, re it. I really feel in a way that it came through me, not from me. And yeah. and it, I was compelled to do it. Mm. And um, it's the it's, best way to do it. I think it's the best way when you go I'm not doing this for money. I want to complete it because it's my passion and usually though for those reasons then you tend to attract all of these other things because it's come from that place energy yeah. out energy back and it never comes back exactly the way you think it's going to come back but it comes back absolutely so what i want to do is i want to share um uh with everyone where they can check out a bit more information um for um on you so losangelescoaching.com very easy to remember guys that's art here in this um on his website so you can see here he's got his um book um that you can get directly from his website or certainly you can um go through and uh, purchase it on any of your good online uh, resellers obviously amazon is your um you know first go to it's available in paperback i think paperback is a good one for this over kindle uh because you can highlight you can put little bookmark it's something you should probably have in your i have this rotating bookshelf next my bedside table is a rotating bookshelf um and i've got like about 20 or 30 books and i think it's one that you could just even go like this and go what's my message for today that's what i love sometimes what is it i, I actually have um, a whole lot of um you know those cards um um what are they called like or not oracle cards but different ones but i filled this big container uh and they're just all mixed up and sometimes i just want a message for the day and i go through and i just pick one and this, this is exactly what i would do with this book and it's got oh this is what i really needed here because i'm very i do i do know that the universe is sending us messages yes yeah totally so totally. any last words any final aphorism you want to leave this on heart well, yes, I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to read the last. Should I read the the last one in the book? I'll do. Can I? Yes, let's please. do that. Let's do that. OK. This one um, is titled. Um, I am before the thought. Mm -hmm. Well, here we are again, right back where we started talking about thought. Just another example of how thought goes round and round in constant, unrelenting conversations with itself. Smart folks tell me there is a me that precedes my thoughts, a me before mind, a me mystery. I often wonder if seeking this me might be the essence of my life journey. Who is this me that is without thought? What is this me that transcends my body, my mind, my circumstances? Perhaps this me is pure spirit, the intrinsic internal hum that elevates my days. It's hard to assign a value to this me because it's so ethereal and translucent, so non-quantifiable, so non-monetizable. Except when I slow down and listen, then it's worth everything. These are the time 
these are the times when heaven whispers, what does it feel like, this grace within? Love it. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And um, people asking for the link. We will get the link out for you guys. Don't you worry. In a second, losangelescoaching.com is Art's website. And um, the book is called Get Out of Your Head. It's a mess in there. Um, so you can find it also online as well, Amazon and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. Lendy's just posted that in. I can see it in the comments. Uh, so go and uh, go through. And I'm guessing if they get it from you, you know, if they're local, you might even be able to uh, sign it and then post it. And then if they're international, we'll show you how to fulfill your international orders uh, through Ingram Sparks. So you don't have to do that massive, uh, you know, ordeal that it takes to post book internationally. So, um, but I'm sure you will because a lot of our audience also is around Australia. So thank you so much for your time this afternoon for you, this morning for me. Um, uh, what a wonderful way to start the week. This live on a Monday morning for me really gets me into the mode of like, this is like, I, I don't always feel like doing these interviews, but as soon as I finished one, I'm like, okay, what's next in my diary? Right. And this is act before you feel like it's scheduled every Monday for the last seven years. I've been doing not just interviews, I've done like educationals and things like that. I've been around on this time slot for a long time. So I really, really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you all what those next stages are, because we always know with our authors, our relationships are, you know, kind of long term, we get to know you and you get to know us and can't wait to see you writing more books and me reading them. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great afternoon. Bye. Guys, remember, Bye. smash it out. <laughs>